gonna make them an offer again. I feel the need, the need for speed. He's watched every movie more than once. He's Stephen Fennick. Go ahead, make my day. He's watched the latest Disney movies with his kids, uh, but that's about it. He's Trevor Long. You talking to me? Together, they bring you the best movies you've never seen. I will look for you. I will find you. And I will kill you. Rent BioStream, the latest and greatest movies on Fetch. Watch on a big screen Hisense TV. Say hello to my little friend! The best movies you've never seen. The first rule of Fight Club is... You do not talk about Fight With Stephen Fennick and Trevor Long. This is the captain. Brace for impact. Thank you for listening and thank you for downloading the best movies you've never seen. Welcome to the show. This is the show where we take a movie that I've seen quite often. My name is Stephen Fennick and I'm a, I'm a movie nerd. I, I love watching movies. And we show it to my good mate Trevor Long, whose chances are he's never seen the movie. And uh, that, that's the case for most movies. He hasn't got out much, Trev. How are you doing there, Trevor? Watch Cars 3 again today. What a cracker. <laughs> we'll have to do that. We'll have to cover that, I guess, in the show. I, but uh, You know what? I'm just going to say to you, as we were watching it, because it's, it's a great, it's just one of the great all-time movies. Um, you know, we've discussed previously on, on our other podcast, you know, how you, the order with which you watch Star Wars, and you have convinced yes. me. Following yes. our previous discussion, you have convinced me to watch it in the pro- order of production. Order um, of yep. For the kind of spoiler concept, um, I, I I wonder whether I think we need to have you watch Cars One before Cars Three. It's it's there's a lot I've of seen important. Cars One. I've seen them. I've seen them you all. Need, I've seen them. No, there's no way. There's no way you, mate. You can't be anyway. <laughs> I have seen Cars. I have really have. Tonight we're not talking about Cars. Anyway, no, to, Cars is for another day. Tonight, today, whatever you're listening, we're watching Friday Night Lights. This was released in 2004 and tells the true story of the 1988 Permian Panthers football team over there in Odessa in West Texas as they go about trying to win the state championship. Now, it won't surprise you to know, Trev, that this was based on the best-selling book by H.G. Bissinger, which I've read. Got it right here, actually. I'm showing Trevor, I'm showing Trevor the book uh, just so, to prove that I've actually owned it. H.G. Bissinger moved to Odessa for the specific purpose of writing this book. Wow. And the story behind it is that he wanted to go to a town where a high school football team was holding a town together. Odessa was struggling mm. financially. There was uh, you know, quite a bleak place. A lot, of, a lot of unemployment and racial tensions and everything. And it seemed, though, that one thing that everyone had in common was their love for the high school football yeah. team. And he spent a year there and produced this brilliant book, which uh, I think won the Pulitzer Prize. I'm not sure. But uh, he is actually a Pulitzer Prize winning writer anyway. So you had you heard of this? I, I reckon you probably would have heard of the TV series, which came about after this. But had you seen or heard of this movie before today? I, I didn't know there was a TV series until I was searching on Fetch, and I didn't know. Like, I definitely heard the term Friday Night Lights. Yeah. But if you'd asked me what it was about, I probably would have quickly guessed sport and quickly got to football. But no, nah, I knew nothing about it. Right. And, well, the movie was directed by Peter Berg, who uh, who happens to be, would you believe, H.G. Bissinger's cousin. The bloke who wrote the book oh, happens wow. to be Peter Berg's cousin. So I don't know whether that was like it's a – It's all in the family here. Yeah. deal there, but uh, – uh, the result was fantastic. The film won the AFI Movie of the Year Award, so Australian Film Institute, and inspired a TV series that I've just mentioned that ran for six seasons and 86 episodes. 
Wow. So, uh, yeah, it, it uh, had, had quite an afterlife, this movie. Now, this we're about to dive into the movie, and if you don't want it to be spoiled, your best option is to take this last exit before the freeway and watch it on Fetch. Easy to do. Uh, fire up the Fetch box, uh, search the Universal Remote, just just press the button and speak to it, Friday Night Lights, and it'll tell you where it's available, and you'll be able to rent or buy the movie. That's what I did. I rented it because, I'll be honest, I didn't think it was something I was going to watch again straight off the bat, so I rented it. Uh, I was able to watch it that there and then on Fetch uh, via the stream. There's thousands, almost 10,000 movies available to rent or buy, plus, of course, all the streaming services uh, that you could want are available on Fetch as well. So plenty of movies, uh, plenty of options to watch movies, and also plenty of great categories that they make available for you to find and browse movies to watch as well. It's been great during the school holidays for us because the kids have been smashing out the Fetch movies uh, almost every day. So, yes, fire up your Fetch if you haven't got one. Talk to your internet provider or go to a major retailer for a Fetch box today. Alrighty, if you're still listening, it's touchdown time. We're going to get into the movie. But before we get through the run-through, now that you've watched it, with kind of no – you never really had any impressions before that. So what are your, are your impressions now, now that you've seen it start to finish? Um, oh, This is a tough one for me because I – I'm going to say straight up, I, I can absolutely see why this is a favourite of yours. I know you so well that I, I, don't, I don't want to say anything bad about it because I'm worried because it'll offend you, right? You're not going to offend More, me. You're not going like, to offend me. And let me put it to you this way. I'm happy to bag Star Wars because it's fun for me <laughs> to do. And yeah. even though that is your true life passion. Whereas I'll say this, Friday Night Lights to me, I, 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 it was a bit of a meh. For me, it, it was a good movie, but it, it didn't strike me as a you know uh, an outstanding movie. But then I sat back and I thought, why does Stephen love this? And I thought it's because of your just unbridled passion for sport, and not just because you're a sports fan. This is the critical thing I think people need to know is, and if you're new to new to our relationship, Stephen, you know, is a first grade rugby league player. Stephen has been in teams all your life, like the way you talk about the Botany Rams, right? This is your your boyhood club. My junior team, yeah. Good I don't memory. have that, right? So I don't have – do you know what I mean? Like, so I see the Botany Rams as being your Friday Night Lights team. Do you know what I mean? Like, and so I, I've just felt like that was what you were riding along this movie. Um, so for me, it's a good movie. It's, it's an interesting story. We'll get to the way it does or doesn't end right. And, and I liked it but, it, but it wasn't something I'd be ringing everyone and saying, quick, come watch this movie. Okay, so you'd tweet that sort of similar way? What would you say in a tweet? I, I, it, I would tweet, yeah. I would tweet, Friday Night Lights is one one to watch. Um, it, it's a great sports story um, with a lot of a lot of emotion. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you're mm. right. I, I like this movie for a number of reasons. And uh, as a former pro footballer, I loved how it provided an insight into the locker room. Sort of, a, and I was in the similar locker room. So you 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 picked him, you picked me in one. Those similar locker rooms, even when I was, yeah, you're right. The Botany Rams, when I was growing up, there was that similar uh, similar camaraderie and mateship that still exists mm. today. And I think you, that that comes through in the movie as well. We'll discuss that in the run through. But um, I also can relate to how quickly a career can change or be yeah. ended with an injury. And yeah. so the, the injury suffered by Booby Miles, I suffered the same injury during my career, which we'll, we'll get mm. to in the run-through as well. So I, I've got several touch points for this movie and it was uh, – not I liked it but I liked it because of that, but also, too, because I'm such a big fan of the book as well. The book is just such oh. a great read. This guy's just a genius writer and just captured the whole – the spirit of this town and just how much the football team meant to this town. I know we're not thinking about doing a podcast called The Best Books You've Never Read because it would be as an exhaustive list as there is the movie. myself, yeah. Um, um, yeah, but I actually, it's a weird thing. I actually think the book here would be better. You know, you often oh, yeah. say that. You often say the book's better than movies. So much more to the book, yeah. But I, I feel talk, like we'll I talk about how much the book, how they, 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 the book isn't one hundred percent represented in terms of accuracy, and they, they did take a bit of license to make the movie a little bit more entertaining. But we'll, we'll, right. we'll, uh, we'll dive into that a little bit later. But. Okay. Um, the casting call directed, as I mentioned, by Peter Berg, and he directed uh, other films called Lone Survivor was one of his, Deep Water Horizon. Have you heard of these? Patriot's Day. One thing they've all got in common, those three movies I just named, 
all starring Mark Wahlberg. I think he's good mates with Mark Wahlberg. Ah. You certainly picked Billy Bob Thornton out, didn't you? He played yes. coach Gary Gaines. And no doubt you've seen some of his movies. He's got a few under his belt. Yep. Uh, the uh, of in the team two sort of main actors that you may have seen that other and the audience may have seen also too is Lucas Black who plays Mike Winchell the the heart the quarterback mm-hmm. he was in Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift oh. uh, one of his one of his films also and Garrett Headland who played Don Billingsley the the uh, the tailback who couldn't hold the ball yep. he was in Tron Legacy and also starred beside Brad Pitt in Troy as well Garrett Headland okay. Uh, he's he's been a busy young actor. Before we get through the run through, though, we want to talk about our other great sponsor, and that's High Sense. Now, all the movies we talk about, they're terrific to watch on a big screen. I think if you want to really in- complete the experience, you want to have good picture quality and good audio quality. That's what the High Sense TV range can offer, and of course, available in sizes up to eighty-five inches. They have their ULED technology, which has full array local dimming, so picture quality is terrific. Quantum dot color, Dolby Vision, so it looks great, and Dolby Atmos, so it sounds great. So that, that really completes the experience. It's also got a really easy to, to navigate operating system, the VDAR U5 operating system, so you can get to your content really quickly. But again, that size, we, we've got a saying around here, go big or go home, <laughs> 85 inches, I think, is what you should look for. And the other good part of the Hisense TV is as well, you get a three-year warranty on all TVs from Hisense. That should give you added peace of mind. So they really back their product. If you're after a great big screen TV, check them out, Hisense.com.au. Brilliant. All right. Are you ready to go? Are you ready? What, what do we say here? You're in the high stuff the tunnel right now. We're in the we're in the tunnel already. We're about to run on. Let's run on. Okay. Now, Trent. I like so, it. The the movie. I think it it kind of sets the scene of what, at the very start. So you get a glimpse of the town. You hear the talkback radio. There's a, there's a bit of excitement in the air that the preseason's mm. about to start. Uh, you, you see Booby Miles, the sort of the superstar we learn later that he's the superstar running back, jogging through the streets. The kids are wearing his number as well. That's how big mm. high school football is in yeah. this town. And so, I think that's an interesting it's an interesting early observation unless and I think a lot of people wouldn't realize that. Like you've got it you pretty much got to go to America and just tune into their TV channels to realize my god they broadcast college football like it's just they're broadcasting college football high school football's the the localized version of that. It's just intense and I love the fact that they got all these little kids in the jerseys just to make sure that we knew that at this level these players are already gods. It's not NFL, right. but they're gods already. Yeah, absolutely right. So the, the movie opens uh, on August 6, 1988. That's preseason day one. So the, the players are gathering. So you see you see Mike and, and, and Don all approaching, and you, you see they sort of talk, talk, look, give each other a nod, saying, are you ready to go to work? This is kind of you mm. know day one of a long journey. And it's kind of a really good introduction uh, to the team. We see Mike still studying his playbook with his mother. Remember, his mother's testing him. Yeah, it's him. such a great scene. You realise yeah. yeah, there's a lot to play out in that relationship, but you just realise how intense it is. And again, this is this is that insight into, you know, potentially professional sport, but, you know, high-level sport that a non-sporting per- person doesn't see. You don't realise how much studies involved in, in oh, NFL. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. For the quarterback, he, he needs to know the playbook back to front. Uh, we sort of transition now to the the first day of practice. So, and you see the the, the players on the field. The talent scouts are in the stand. Mm. Players being interviewed on local TV as well. Yep. And you see also Don Billingsley. It's the first time we see him, and we see his dad. So, in the his son on the field drops the ball, and I think one of someone someone has the job. He goes, "Are you sure he's from your gene pool, Charlie?" And he actually walks out onto the field and confronts him. Come here. What's the problem? Get off the field, Dad. Why can't you hold on to the football? It's so goddamn hard about holding on to it. I'm sorry. All you got to do is hold on to the goddamn football, and you can't do it. Tell me why you can't do it. Just tell me. That's all I want to know. I'll, I'll try better next time. Come on. Hey. You walk away from me. So you can see straight away there's, a, there's some tension there. Like, this is obviously the father who, in the movie, has won a state championship. Yeah. And he's kind of living vicariously now through his son who wants to. I described him in my notes very quickly as the asshole father. I mean, it was just like the portrayal, the 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 scripting just, just presents this dark side straight up. It's it's pretty well done in that early scene. 
So I'm sure people listening have, you know, they go to their kids might play local footy or soccer or and everything. And you, you do get those parents, don't you? You see those oh, parents yeah. at the sideline and they're the ones who are trying to like live, live through their children to make, to make sure they succeed at all costs. I think that mm. you're seeing here probably the worst of it, but um, it, it does establish though, that there is massive expectations for, of the team uh, that they do. We do establish early on, they, they're, they lack in size. They're quite a small football team as well so they say they rely on their speed and discipline so playing with their heart but uh, we also hear from coach Gaines for the first time too asking to accept the responsibility of playing for Odessa we're in the business of winning the expectations could be any higher we will win state we will win state Can you be perfect? That's something we hear quite often during the movie, and yeah. we'll, we'll discuss later on what it actually means. But that kind of see his his sort of catch cry about how he wants them to be fully dedicated to the town. They have a responsibility. He was saying the town, as I mentioned earlier, the book really is about how this high school football team gave this this town, this sense of optimism, this this thing to hang on to. So no, that's why they were so involved and attached to the team. And I think this is a part I really love about the the way this is written and, and filmed is you go directly from essentially that that speech from the coach. Because in a sporting movie, you're meant to get, you know, these these inspiring, uh, you know, rah-rah-y speeches from coaches in the locker rooms at halftime or before the game and stuff. So these little moments are critical in a sporting movie, but then they quickly transition to the boys out on the town. Um, they're sitting at a, you know, a diner. Uh, having hamburgers and that they're celebrities, right? You again, it's that reinforcement of these kids, and there's a lot of lot of moments where they reinforce their kids. They're they're getting free food. There's a bloke that comes and gets a photo with this young quarterback and his baby. Like it's a it's an overwhelming sense of of fandom, uh, and you just can't relate to it. I, lo- I love how Don says to Mike, like, yeah, Mike's is sort of real conservative. He's the quarterback, and he, mm. he he's not really a party guy. And I love how Don says to him, look, we're going to get drunk, we're going to get laid, and we're going to win state, but we're not going to win state tonight. So you're, gonna, you're out with us. <laughs> so, <laughs> the next scene is they head over to, the, to a party that Don was telling them about, and Mike meets Melissa and asks, why don't you have a girlfriend? Yeah, and, and she asks him straight out, he goes, are you gay? He goes, can you prove it? <laughs> so next, so next he does. Thing, yeah, next thing you see, they're up, uh, up upstairs doing the business. But Don, though, he's home with a girl, and for those who don't know, the girl that he comes home with, the actress, is it's a very early appearance by Amber Heard. Amber Heard ends up oh. becoming uh, Johnny Depp's wife. You remember she mm. used to be married to Johnny Depp. So that was uh, Maria who stumbles home with Don, but they knock over the lamp. Let's go to your room. Let's go to your bedroom. Can you just go back to bed, please? Who's this? It's Melissa. Yes. Maria. Oh, Maria. Damn, girl, you have grown up. Dad, please, can you just go back to bed? What happened to my lamp? Hey, y'all. What's going on? Hey, Flippy. Hi, Maria. What happened to my lamp? I dropped it. (laughs) Yeah, you dropped it. That makes perfect sense, huh? You dropped it. Can't hold on to the lamp. Can't hold on to the football. I can hold on to the football, Dan. Now get the hell out of there! So not the best end to the night for young Donnie there with his uh, bringing the girl home. But what I like too, you, you'll notice during the party scenes, there was also scenes from the dinner party. There was a dinner party as well with Coach Gaines and some guests, and they're all giving advice on how to, how to improve the football team, including one suggestion, I think, to play Booby Miles, not only in offense, but also in defense as well. <laughs> to uh, to get the most out of him, so he's he's, he's copping all kinds of advice. So uh, the next morning we see um, young Don and I think it's uh, one of the one of the other players in a car outside the Seven Eleven, <laughs> and the, the sheriff parks next to him. Do you remember this bit when he says, "Yeah, you asked what they're doing," and you notice that he had a ring on his finger, so he was a state champion it, as yeah. well. It's the, it's, uh, it's a recurring feature on. of the movie. All the all the old guys that had a state championship yeah. wing, ring. And he asks, he goes, are you going to win state? Are you going to win undefeated? He goes, well, get it done. Remember he says that to him? 
and it's I, good look, on your boys. It's kind of a useless scene, but it's important, again, to just continue to reinforce that every level of the community is invested in this thing. Massive expectations, yeah. So the next thing we see, they, they start there in a gym session. Booby is off in a corner looking through his scholarship offers. Uh, and he, I think what he tries to do, he, he, he has a crack at Mike about, and how he does, how he never smiles. He tries to make him laugh. He does a really <laughs> good Cosby impression. Yeah, that Cosby, I don't know how that's going to play today, the Cosby impression, but, um, at the time he did a pretty good Cosby impression. And he asked, he goes, are you going to visit me in California if I go to California? And, uh, Booby actually leaves the gym, remember? And then he, and Mike calls, he goes, Hey, hey Booby. He says, what? He goes, you didn't lift. And he says, mate, this is God-given. I don't need to – all you do is show up. I don't need to lift. So, you know, straight away, we haven't even seen him play yet, but we are already. But he's, yeah, he's the he's arrogant, talent. Uh, you he's know, genius yeah. talent. Yeah. <laughs> so we also get a glimpse of the uh, the stadium. And mm. uh, it, it was for, the, for the, the condition of the town. Like, the town's struggling, yet they've still got this, this palatial stadium that is just, I think, got 20,000 capacity and just really reinforces well, where – your energies lie that they really value the football team. There's a point there somewhere we may we may be getting to. It. I can't remember where it was, but I think it's actually already passed in the movie where they talk about the stadium as being just this huge investment for the school. And it's like, shouldn't we have spent the money on something else? It's like, no, this is what we spend the money on. Because at the very start of the movie, they talk about how much the coach is being paid. So yeah, you see this financial investment in the team as well. Yeah. And, and kind of, so we, the next thing we see is Mike. And Mike is a really interesting character in, in this because he's obviously, he's a quarterback, so, but but doesn't act like a quarterback. That's what that's what I keep remembering, that normally when someone's the quarterback, they're the most famous, the most popular, mm. and most outgoing. He seems to be the opposite of that. He's, he's a good quarterback, but he's quite reserved and, and keeps to himself. Well, normally the we quarterback would be the booby-style character, right? They'd be the one that's, the, that's you right. know... Like your Tom Brady's. I mean, that's the thing. I couldn't absolutely. name another football player. I can only name quarterbacks. Yeah. Well, he is absolutely kind of the center of the team. And we see him at his home. We discovered, too, that his, his, his mother is quite sickly. She's, she's ill and needs help and needs treatment. And there's a scout at his home asking about whether he'd be interested in a scholarship. And I think they, they he mentioned some place where they're from. And he goes, oh, how far is it to drive? Uh, thinking that he's got to be home to look after his mother. So, you know, that's in the back of his head all the time. Yeah. Um, and I liked how he asked him. The, the scout just straight out asked him, he goes, do you like playing football, Mike? Is it still fun for you? I think he... And he had, to, he had to have a little think about it. And, and, he, and of course, he agreed that it, it is Well, because I thought, see, when he asked him that, I thought that was like a trick question. It's like, is he meant to say it's fun to his – because he's talking to a prospective college scout, right? Um, is he meant to say it's fun or is he meant to say, no, I take it very seriously and this is all I want to do in my life? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. what, what the bloke wanted to hear, we yeah. find out, what's, is that it was right meant answer. to be fun. Yeah, exactly. But, but yeah, I just wondered right. whether he was meant to say the opposite. Yeah. And so we also see the coach Gaines at dinner with Booby Miles and his uncle, LV, is his uncle. Mm. So the, the story behind Booby Miles was that he was actually um, put into a foster home. He came from a, a broken family and his uncle actually d- decided to become his guardian and, and he then w- w- looked after him as well. Uh, and then we get to game one. First game oh, of uh, the 1988 season was September the 2nd. And, of course, before the big game, there has to be a speech from the coach. We've been thinking about this for four months now. Now, you seniors have been thinking about it for 17 years. Well, it's here now. It's time. If any of you have any doubt in your mind, I don't want you to walk through that door over there. You shouldn't have any doubt in your mind about what you're supposed to do tonight and about how you're supposed to do it. So let's take care of it. <laughs> let's take you care know, of it. You know, my favorite part about this whole scene is the shots of the town, just shot of a shop, shot of a servo, shot of a whatever, and they're all yeah. just, it's like closed, gone to the game. It's just everyone in town puts up a sign saying, we're going to the game. That's where the whole town is in that stadium. That's, That's their mecca. The Friday night lights are on, and they get off to a great start too. You see, Booby Miles is just in his element, just smashing yeah. it, make, make a lot of ground, scoring touchdowns. But it gets to a point though where they decide to give Booby a little bit of a rest and call in Chris Coma, his backup. 
Come on. You're in the game. Come on. Hey, 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 son. Come here. Come here. Where are you going? You don't you want me to go in, coach? You don't want a helmet? <laughs> Where's your helmet? Go uh, get it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. See my helmet, man? Find your helmet. Find your helmet. What you looking for, Water Boy? Uh, hey, let me get this real quick. No way. Get your helmet, man. Come on. Come on. Come on my goodness gracious. So he calls on Booby to go back in. So he was, he was actually. He says in the movie he's the third string, but he's actually second string. Yeah, I was uh, Chris say Conner's nice. second string. And uh, he goes on. Oh, he doesn't go on. Booby goes back on, and as luck would have it, this happens. Miles cuts to his right. <laughs> Bailey takes him down. So, it's, not it's the a best fascinating result. part of the movie because there's a couple of moments in the movie where it's like sliding doors moments. It's like if that kid had had his helmet on and gone out, yeah, oh, Booby he wouldn't have gone fine. out and yeah. he'd be fine. The whole you know? crowd was just sort of held its breath, didn't they? <laughs> then next thing you see is the doctor assessing his injury and coach goes out to the rest of the team and says, look, nothing serious. He'll be back in a week. And he he's... Gives uh, what I love about this, uh, he, they shot this sort of. They had a shot of him. He gave his speech, and then he walks back towards the camera, back towards where Booby is, yep. and you see look of concern on his face. You think he put on a bit of a brave front for the team to make them reassure them that she's all, it's all good. Well, but yeah, it's, it's see, a weird, it's, it's a really that, important uh, kind of mental moment yeah. for the coach because he's clearly told that this could be bad, but he, yet he walks out just boom yeah. straight into the locker room and says the complete opposite. And then, then turns his head, and he has that look of disdain on his face where he walks, you know, that yeah, way. It's uh, he's concerned. He knows. I love too how they use the uh, the talkback radio. I love how the, the, they they from this point they were talking about the, co- the coach's copper flackers. Why do they put him back on the field? They start blaming people, and you know, the the talking about why you know, why was he back on and whether he should stay as coach you know what? and all that. That reminds so me of, and you're going to love love me giving you a movie reference here. But it reminds me of Brad Pitt in Moneyball. He he never he never goes yeah. to the game. He he always he's always listening to the game, and he he also yes. hears hears the talk back, the 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 hatred of him and stuff like that. So it's about a, himself. Yeah. It's a defining yeah. thing, right? It's how it's how it's how a town you know talks about well, the sport. It's kind of yeah, but it's also how a reflection on how the town's feeling. You know, like uh, how how. But if the, if, but if this like. movie was set in twenty twenty one. That instead of playing talkback radio, they'd be showing tweets on the screen. You know what I mean? Like Twitter. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, good call. Yeah, but, but not at eighty-eight, mate. No Twitter, no social media, no internet at this yeah. point. At this point. But uh, next thing we see, we're in the doctor's office, and Booby just asking the doctor, "Can I play football? Can I do this? Can I do that?" He was. He sort of gave him a, ma- a manual check of his knee, and I, I had this very same assessment too when I did my knee. And they sort of they they sort of hold the top part of your leg and sort of check check the strength of your ligament. But the there's no hundred percent way of finding out unless he gets an MRI. So he needs to get a, a scan. And um the coach is then the question is can they win without Booby? Because he's mm. not playing. Game two comes around and they actually have a massive loss. So Gaines is under even more pressure. Um Don finds his dad on his car, you think, hello, another another episode's gonna happen here. But here's the thing I really laughed at when the coach got home after the loss. Did you see what they found? All the four sale signs in the front yard. Every single estate agent, there's a there's a sign, and his wife yeah. just sitting despondent so, on the on the porch step. Very funny. Oh god. So so yeah. So yeah, that's sort of the, the town. They're very passionate about their team, of course. Uh, next thing we see, Booby and his uncle, and mm. and uh, meeting with the coach reassuring him, the uncle says, no, he's fine. There's no tear. He's fine. See, um, what I here's the fascinating thing I thought about at this point, yeah. right? Whole town is is behind this team. Whole town is invested in this team. Uh, these kids are, you know, it's high school, but they're moving towards college. So there's, there's, there's a lot in it. But there's no medical. It's a very American thing, right? It's like there's no – the team's not sending him for an MRI. It's like, you, can you just let us know how things are? And it's up to the individual yeah. and his uncle in this case to get medical support, and yeah. they, yeah. you know, can't. I don't know whether that's changed or not, but you think of of, of a because you know they were quite professional in their approach to yeah. training and facilities, quite professional. 
I don't know whether that was actually an accurate representation of the of if it would be like I don't think it would be like that today. I think that no, I don't think it would be. But I think in the late eighties, it probably would have been. Yeah, maybe, and and also too, like just the the uh, ability to like because they live in such a small town in West Texas, it's not like they can just rock up to the corner to get an MRI. They've got to sort of go drive a fair way, which is what they do later on. But um, we we see the guys uh, out in a field, sort of skeet shooting and talking about how this this the weight of expectation on them and and how yeah, they don't feel like kids. I don't feel like I'm 17. I feel that you know if you feel 17, they feel like a lot a lot older. But I love the line that Donnie speaks to uh, to Chavez. He says, "Mate, yes, you like a pinata. He goes, you even though you get beat up, you still spit out candy." <laughs> so he's, uh, and yeah, they're all talking about you know one day wanting to get out of Odessa. I think Chavez, he uh, we find later that he actually went to Harvard. So he always he was actually a really well, I think like the ducks of the school, even though he he was in the footy team, but he was also quite quite a good student. Um, next thing we talk about, uh, the, we see practice, sort of the, the coach getting on the on the mic and saying, "Look, you know, you got a big responsibility." He actually gives him a, he has a bit of a crack at him too at, the, at training. Remember, yeah. he sort of yells at him and says, "Like, you know, what are you going to do?" And um, next, we also see sort of Mike's situation, like he, after he just got a bollocking from the from his coach. I, I felt sorry for him. The, the next scene, he's on a public phone. Talking to like obviously yeah. one of his siblings asking, look, you know, she, he's, she's your mother too. Come and help us out. Uh, yeah. So you know, Mike, he's got a lot of weight, a lot of uh, expectations. Lot of, it's a lot, there's a lot of this is a really yeah. important moment, really for for Mike because it's the it's this up and down. You got Mike being blasted by the coach, but then there's you know a kind of more together moment where you know they're really talking about yeah. getting the job well, done. Yeah, a more human moment. But yeah, he's he's at his home and now he uh, he asks him this very question. Can you get the job done, Mike? We're pretty small. I didn't ask you if you think we're small. I ask you if you think we can get the job done. Think so? Well, you're going to have to do better than I think so. Is that clear? <laughs> and the subject comes up then he says he, the coach asks him goes do you want to play college ball do you want to and, and his answer was always i think so and he's obviously got thoughts of his mother he's he's yeah he says why are you doing something about that he goes why aren't you going to do it and the, and the coach reminds you that one day he's going to have to get out of there yep one of these days you're gonna to have to get out of this house you're gonna to have to leave her yes you got to accept the fact that people have to take care of themselves, and that includes you. You understand that? Yes. Okay. The truth is, against some pretty overwhelming odds, if, if you do decide to accept that, look at me, Mike. If you decide to accept that, You're going to seriously fly, son. So it's mm-hmm. kind of a, a scene where I think the coach is telling him, he goes, mate, you got ability, and if you really want to go do it, pursue it seriously, that there's a future for you. Yeah, this is it. And again, he's thinking, thinking about his mum. I, I like the way they go from this moment, these, these one-on-one yeah. moments, and then they, there's a bit of a montage, essentially, of the games, right? It's a, yeah. you know, it's a game, there, there's an early struggle, because... You know, I don't know what the true story, the absolute accurate story of the games and the, the win-loss ratio, and obviously they don't show every game, so you're picking games from the season if it is accurate to portray this story. But, you know, there's an early struggle, and then there's a turnaround, there's some good performances. The team seems to be doing okay without Booby, so Booby's now thinking, well, hang on a minute, well, I, like, I need to be part of this. So he's telling scouts, because he still wants college, right? This is the problem for Booby is yeah. he's not even the, he's not in the team. They're doing okay. He's still got to get a college scholarship. Absolutely, and and his replacement, Chris Comer, is actually playing well, and, yeah. and he's 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 accepting all the accolades. And they actually go five and one, so that's only the one game they've lost mm. uh, in 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 six games. So they're they're actually doing pretty well. But here's the next scene where Booby is driven to Midland for his MRI. His uncle's driven him, and he has his MRI, and then the doctor tells him that uh, he has a look at his, his films, and this is what we hear. Uh, this is the scan we just did today of his, of his knee, and this is looking right through the middle of the knee, and what we're looking at right through here 
is is the ACL. And what this shows is that he's had a fairly significant, a fairly serious injury. James, let me show you right through here is where the injury is. And, and it looks like you've had a pretty serious injury to that part of your knee. Significant enough that, that I have concerns about what you can do from here on. So you can imagine hearing that. And I heard, oh, I the, his ACL, and ACL is, it stands for your anterior, anterior cruciate, cruciate ligament. ligament. And ACL, they call it a cruciate ligament because the ligaments actually form across. So they cross over and there's like they form an X in the back in your knee. And the cruciate ligament is the, the, the ligament that gives your knee stability. So turning, twisting. That that's that gives you stability. And because here's the question I had at this point about this injury. Because I like I've worked in sport long enough to know an ACL, uh, you know, and they they talk about it. You know, when a player goes off, it could be an ACL and all that kind of stuff, right? But what I don't understand enough is the I guess the pain involved because he doesn't appear to be in massive pain, right? So it's oh. not it's not necessarily a painful injury. It's just a detrimental injury in terms of your ability to perform and what might happen afterwards if you keep going? Is that the issue? Absolutely, yeah. No, well, I, I remember when I did mine, the there was no question that it needed an operation. If I wanted to continue right. playing professional football, I needed, a, I needed surgery, which automatically six months out, six months minimum. Okay. So you'd imagine his feeling now is, look, and, and, it, and I've got to say, it didn't, when I did it, it didn't hurt, but the, the ligament was still snapped. Right. And you could, it wasn't painful. I wasn't in pain. I wasn't, you know, it, it wasn't, it felt like after a few days, after it settled down, you think it's fine, but mm. that ligament is still not attached. And so, right. so that, and that's so, and an important thing point. for Booby here because Booby's, we think Booby's being an idiot by you know, walking around and doing like potentially wanting to play and yeah. stuff. But actually that's what he feels. He, he, he's just in disbelief of the diagnosis, right? <laughs> Well, yeah, remember, Booby thinks the world of himself. So he thinks, yeah. I can do this. Oh, it's easy. I can do this. It's not going to, this isn't going to stop me. Uh, it had been three weeks we'd established as well. So, uh, but then it escalates. When I, based on what I see, when I feel your knee, examine your knee, what I see here, uh, you, you, you really can't play with this kind of injury. What are you talking about? Safe. I can't play. I'm going to play. Listen, I'm ready to play. What I want is for you My to be able to. My team needs me. I'm ready to play. Listen to me. I am listening to I, you. I want I want what's best for you. You and I are on the same page. I want you we to be able to We're on the same page. No, we are. How you going to want what's best for me? Hold on, hold on. How you going to want what's best for me? You from Midland, right? Listen to me. You from Midland? Listen. Huh? I want to be able to change. This is bull, man. You just jealous because no, you from what, Midland. What I recommend, listen you to me. You jealous because you from Midland. Who paying you? I recommend. Who paying you? Come on, Booby, that's okay. Who paying you? You trying to take my football? Come here. You trying to take my football? So you think at this point uh, you'd maybe seek a second opinion? Would you go yeah. <laughs> get another opinion? Well, I so, think the, so the thing that's not clear, and I think that that's obviously you sit down and diagnosis is, and again, what I didn't fully understand is, like if you have the operation, can you come back? But at his point of his, of his career, he, he's never going to come back from that because no, go, co no college is going to want him if he's recovering from an ACL. Well, not just that. You miss your window. So his window was – is this he's season. finishing high school. He's going to get he's going to get a scholarship to college. He misses this window. They go to the next person. They go to the next one coming through. Yeah. And that's how I will wait for you. This was that's what's was so crucial about this is that he wanted to be back out there because he felt a he could play. B he couldn't he couldn't sit on the sideline for six months because that was it. It was your yeah. one. It was his one shot. And that's and why the next yeah. game. He he turns up at the next game. It's a it's a must win. You know, it's all that stuff. Yeah. He's he's bloody dressed to play. He walks out on the field. The crowd's going wild. Um, yeah. you know, like this is him. He's like, no, I'm playing, man. Yeah. Yeah. I remember he was sitting on the sideline saying, "Oh, if you want to win, put Booby in." Remember he was saying that on the sideline. <laughs> but they, they had a they had an absolute shocker. Don Donny drops the ball again. Uh, Booby saying, "Look, put Booby in," but geez, at half time. I think the, the speech peeled the paint off the walls. Do you think you're playing football? Do you think you're playing football? Do you think you're playing football? You are showing me nothing. Do you understand me? Do you think you got it made? Do you think you got it made? Because if that's what you think, you're going to find out what it feels like to sit on your asses and watch Midland Lee take your season. So quite... Quite a dramatic little speech there, and they do actually go on to uh, 
to lose the game, but not before yeah. Booby gets on again. Booby says, put Booby in, and he goes, okay. He relents and says, righto. And I think first time he touches the ball, boom, clutches his knee. And as the doctor said, what he's so good at is, you know, cutting and turning and twisting and, and doing changing direction. That's right. It's I remember skill. when I did mine. I remember the second the I did mine, and and it's, the funny thing is, I no one laid a hand on me when I did mine. I stepped off it. I, I made a break, had the fullback to beat. I tried to step off my left foot, and fell over. I heard like this loud knocking sound. No. Fell down. Thought nothing of it. Got up, played the ball, and I remember when I tried to turn around, I found myself I was on the ground. Oh, Thinking, wow. what happened there? I tried to turn, and I was on the deck. And that, that's that's what you lose if you don't have a proper cruciate ligament, especially, you know, mm. if if you were just not playing sport anymore, you could manage without it. But if you want to play competitive sport again, you had to get it fixed. And I had to end up having oh. an operation, was out for six months, played a few more seasons on it. But um, uh, not the best night for him. And, you know, the whole team's in tears, the dressing room shattered. But here's the situation. Them losing that game meant there was a three-way tie. And how they were going to decide the tie? <laughs> a coin toss. Can you believe it? I love it? this because so it's a coin toss in a secret yeah. location and it's like being yeah. filmed live and being broadcast. It's full on. Oh, well, people were hanging on this result, right? So there was the three coaches. So uh, they went to this diner. Now, at the same time, Don's old man has had another tanty in the car, kicked out the window, threw his state, state championship ring out the door and – Cutting back to um, to the coach and and Mike and the coach have a really interesting conversation. Mike asks him, he goes, "Coach, do you ever feel cursed?" He, and he says, "Even when we're winning, I feel like there's something going to happen." He like Mike has sort of exposes his sort of mindset here, and uh, and then I think Gaines turns around and goes, "Son, only our only curses are self-imposed." And then he turns around and then he gets into the coin toss, and um, what what was going to happen? Two teams were going to go through. One team was going to go home, so they all pulled out a coin each. Well, whatever, something. You know, I think Coach Gaines just had a dime or a quarter, or whatever. One coach had a special coin, and do you remember when they did the toss? So the idea was that whoever he's the odd team out. So you you call heads or tails. Whoever's out odd, you're out. And I think it was they all thought it was heads. They all went and heads. They had another look at, yeah, and then they had another look at the coin on the ground. He goes, "Hang on a minute." That that was that that does look like a head to me, and he, he picks up the 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 coin, and they said, "Oh no, it was tail." So, Midland Lee and Permian through to the playoffs. Yeah, and and people were watching this live on TV. It was like a it was like when you Sydney won the Olympics. It was sort of everyone was cheering that they got through. But yeah, what we found out here though was um, what was to come was all roads leading to Dallas Carter, this massive team, really powerful side that. It seemed that that was their inevitable opponent you know, through the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, the next morning, we see Don. Uh, he's uh, his old man is is up, sort of apologizes, and he tries to sort of imp- like Im- impress on his son that you got one year to make some memories, one year because after that it's gone. As he yeah. as he can see with his old man, that that's sort of he's clinging on this memory. And uh, what surprises me though at the end of that scene was he put the ring back on the table. Remember, he went back and found the ring that he yeah. threw out the car. He yeah. puts the ring on the table and walks out the door in a, like a in, a in a basic, you know, stuff you, I'm out sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so the next scene, mate, this is heartbreaking. This next scene, this is when Booby comes to the comes to training and you know, he's putting on a brave face, he's coming out to clean out his locker. And he tells them, he goes, yeah, play your asses off, win state, you know, be perfect and all of that stuff and gives them some advice. And he goes out to his car and his, his uncle's there waiting for him and he just realises his situation. Now what are we going to do? I can't do nothing else but play football. Hey, hey, don't worry about that. Don't worry about I can't do nothing else. I can't do nothing else but play football. What? We practiced it. We, we practiced. You told me he was going to go to the pro. I thought we were going to do it on my knee. Oh, boy. Somebody else. Do no. no, I went down to my house. Oh, oh, so if, if you if you listen back carefully to what he was saying, then he was throwing to buy his house. 
you said he wanted to buy him a house and he said, what else am I going to do? I don't know whether to do anything but play football. And, yeah. and that was heartbreaking. And the, the sort of camera pulls back and you just see the car on its own in the middle of the car park and he's in his uncle's arms. His uncle's trying to console him. And yeah. mate, I've got to tell you, I had a tear in my eye. I'm not ashamed to say I, I was I teared up a little bit at that point. Uh, we see a bit of a, a, a montage of the playoffs and we find that Permian, as as expected, have made it through well, to at the this state. point you're thinking, right here, you're showing us the you know, the table of the playoffs, you know, coming head to head. You're thinking, we can't go through all these buddy games, folks. So you realise they're gonna take us straight to the end game here, which is which is good. But I like the yeah. fact that there there's there's problems with venues, they've got to find a neutral site. Like it's yeah. there's a really interesting conversation where they talk about the the black and white stripes. They're talking about the the different refs. <laughs> and it's like whoa, it was one whoa. of the other things like in, in the book, the, there's like racial issues are quite, uh, there's a big part of it. And mm. this is kind of the only time in the movie that it addresses it. I'll, I'll, in the things you didn't know, I'll talk a bit more about the what, what the situation was. But um, Dallas Carter, though, they seem to be the team to beat, big team. Remember I said earlier, like um, Permian are quite a small side yeah. Yeah. Know, compared to Dallas Carter, who are just a bunch of giants. But uh, we we see Coach and his uh, and his wife and his daughter. Remember the the guys, the guys who are sort of on the committee of the of the team, and they they're driving through the car park asking, you know, get it done, you know, well, yeah. well, what are these expectations? And uh, it was a little bit of a creepy exchange. Of course, you know Dallas Carter. That's a that's a tough team, real tough team. Yeah, well, we're a pretty tough team too, Coach. Yeah, that's true. So uh, beat them. Or what? Or what? Or, oh, yeah, you know, that'd be a real bad deal for you, Gary. So, all right, let's just let's just get out there and get it done. Get that state championship. Well, I sure appreciate your support. <laughs> it's Appreciate a job threat, your, right? It's just a support. Yes. He's a gutless uh, wonder who can't say, mate, if you don't win, you don't have a job next year. But he has to skirt yeah, around well. the edges. But that's essentially the chat, right? Yeah, it was yeah, it sort of put a bit of pressure on him. And uh we see then sort of in the lead up to the coach is studying the tapes of Dallas Carter, the the, the his wife's uh humorously suggests yes, uh, we could always move to Alaska if you yeah. <laughs> if you don't like it here. Uh, and then we see they're off to state and the players are This is one of my bus. favourite parts of the movie because the players are getting on the bus. It's clear that it's a huge deal because there's lots of people that are going to follow the bus and all this stuff. But then Booby turns up and, and he says to the coach, you've got room for one more. And without hesitation, he says, absolutely. Awesome, and he gets course, on the yeah. bus. You know, it's such a cool yeah. thing to because you realise, you know, this is not he's not going to be part of this, but he gets to, he gets to be part of it. But all roads lead to the Houston Astrodome. Mojo has come to Houston. This is the Astrodome, the eighth wonder of the world, and today it's going to be Odessa Permian versus Dallas Carter. This is a moment these kids have been looking for their whole life. They started playing as eight-year-olds in the Pop Warner fields of Odessa or in Dallas. They dreamed of the state championship laying in bed late at night, dreaming of their chance to bring home the title for their town, for their team, for their school. So this is the big dance. This is, here, this, uh, is, this is this is this is well done. well done. The the the, yeah. the view of them running on, you know, like that would be the first time they've ever run into a you know crowd, a stadium like that. It's it's very well done. Yeah. It's very well shot, and it also gets straight into it. Like it's just full on from the get go, and yeah. it's uh, uh, such a get, physical game. Yeah. You know, again, I'd love to actually know what genuinely happened to the team in this game but you know bottom line they, they're getting hammered early they're getting they're getting knocked down yeah they're getting hammered it's dirty super dirty team there's kicks to the head to the helmet like it's it's all yeah. bad like it, there's nothing there's, there's a couple of there's a couple of shining lights but broadly the first half is a shocker yeah dallas carter is definitely in charge yeah they've established their authority for sure yeah the, i think mike gets his helmet his helmets on the ground and one of the players kicks it into his face and sort of he's, he's Face is bleeding, but uh, you know what? It was time, though, for another inspiring halftime speech. You got two more quarters, and that's it. Now, most of you have been playing this game for 10 years. And you got two more quarters, and after that, most of you will never play this game again as long as you live. Now, you all have known me for a while, and for a long time now, you've been hearing me talk about being perfect. Well, I want you to understand something. To me, 
being perfect is not about that scoreboard out there. It's not about winning. It's about you and your relationship to yourself and your family and your friends. Being perfect is about being able to look your friends in the eye and know that you didn't let them down because you told them the truth. Inspiring words, mate. And that sort of defined what, remember, because they were talking about being perfect and that really sort of summed up what being perfect is, is basically yeah. giving your best, giving your all, giving your all. Yeah. And I liked how he says, you know, with, with clear eyes and love in your heart, if you can do that, then you're perfect. It's, um, so second it's, half, it's one of those uh, lifelong lesson speech things, you know, it's a lifelong lesson to Oh, learn. absolutely right. Yeah. Uh, they second half, they've a promising start. They, they sort of make a good start to the second half. And um, by, uh, it's I think it's 26 to 14 at the start of the last quarter, there was like one call. Did you see this crucial call where the, yeah. the Carter player, the ball actually hits the ground before he touches it? Yeah. So if it hits the ground, Technical I don't know whether you're right. bloody referees. Yeah, I don't know whether you know the rules of NFL, but if it hits the ground, it means it's incomplete before it gets in his arms. If it yeah. gets in his arms, then it's complete, and they go to the next play. Yeah. So um, that was the argument that they, that, that the the ball didn't quite get into his hands clean. But, but they, of got, course, they got that call, and the, kind of that really turned the tide against the team. That really that really hurt them. And it hurts them. But uh, of course, like any good yeah. sporting script, it ends up with a coming down to the last minute, last two minutes. Oh, yeah. It's you know, yeah, it's all it was, down to the final what, play. Remember the the play was for Donny to get the ball, and yeah, you know, we'd see that he'd drop the ball every second time he touched it. And this was the game where he needed to hang on to it more than ever. I think you heard his shoulder came back on, and um, coaches are sort of arguing about what they need to do. And the question was, you know, can you hang on to the ball? And I love it how the last huddle, Mike knows it, and he says to him, he says to the play, he goes, "I love you all." He goes, "I love being with you guys. I love you all." Before yeah. they they make the play. Uh, the last player that you see is Mike tackled like a meter short of the line, if that. Yeah, you know, but you know what? They they did they they played their best. They tried hard, and um, you see the players on the ground. You you see this probably, oh, mate. I saw it with South in the in the twenty twenty one grand final. They were on the ground, dejected, some crying. Um, and but Don's father comes on. Remember Don's father comes comes on and, and, and gives him the ring, gives him his ring, and and hugs him, and sort of so that that's kind of resolved. So now we're sort of winding down the movie, and we we find we see Booby is at home with the Christmas tree, sort of living a normal life. He's not going to college. He's not going on a scholarship. It's this is kind of the post football Booby that we're seeing, and I love the the image of the coach taking the names off yeah. the off the board and dropping them into the into the tray. Yeah. And I love it. I love it when a movie, especially one based on a true story like this, Spot on. explains what happens to the characters. It's like, it's like those moments where, you know, you, some people say, stay for the credits. It's like this is the most important part of anything yeah. that starts with based on a true story should end with, well, hang on, what's happened now? Yeah, exactly. And it's actually, it's fascinating to me because obviously, first and foremost, let me be clear, them not winning the game is somewhat unexpected. You know, you're expecting this yeah. big build up. So that's a... That's a deflating moment as a viewer because you're 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 waiting for elation and you know I, I was thinking to myself so they win this and then you know there's a there's a sad story about Booby not not going on to greatness because you know they won and he wasn't part of it you know I see a lot of possible tangents there right yeah. but they don't win and no. and then you're left thinking well what happened to him and it's uh I'll be honest it's it's apart from Chavez it's it's yeah. Pretty pretty bland. Even get out of town. Yeah. Well, Chavez goes for he graduates from Harvard. He's now a criminal lawyer in Odessa. So he actually comes back to Odessa. Billingsley graduated from university. He's uh, became an insurance salesman and is now close with his dad. Yeah. Christian, the the, uh, the big linebacker, was the only player to get an NCAA scholarship, but he he ended up coming back to live in Odessa. Is now a long haul truck driver. Booby played junior college football, so he played in junior college. Obviously, couldn't reach the heights that he had before, and mm -hmm. he uh, lives in Texas with his four-year-old twins. His uncle, uh, unfortunately, passed away in 1998 at the age of 54. Wow. Mike Winchell also played football at Baylor University, but, mate, it, uh, it didn't end up being – he didn't sort of move into a professional career. Uh, apparently, he's now a surveyor living in North Texas. 
But I do love the last scene where the players have sort of they've it's the very opposite of what we saw at the start. Remember they were all arriving in the car park, sort of, yeah, ready to get to work. This is it's all over. They're all going their separate ways and talking about what they're gonna miss. We're gonna miss the heat. We're miss the lights. Yeah. Me too. Stay low, boys. Keep those feet moving. Hey, Shavo, be perfect. You be perfect. That was that was nice. But I love the, yeah. the final touch. The final touch of this was when Mike yells out to the young kids, sort of the next generation of players, yeah. throws, throws the, the ball. ball, they catch it, sort of literally passing the passing the torch, yeah. sort of thing. What I and find interesting, smiling. mate, and there's a big smile on his face. Did you notice yeah. that? Yeah, it doesn't smile in the whole movie, but at the end, he's got a massive smile on his face. So here's my thing, and I get to the end there. They don't win the state. The players yeah. go on to just be normal human beings, basically. Yep. yep. How does it become a story, let alone a movie? Like, yeah. well, well, I think there's a I mean? story of the. No, the I town. get it. It's a good story. Don't yeah, get me wrong. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. Why, why does it get written? Like. Yeah. How does it get found I as a story? It's a real, I think it's a real – it just captures that sort of that slice of America and that, that not many people would know about. I think it's just the fascination with um, this town and how the sort of the football team was like the lifeblood of the team. Yeah. I, I found it fascinating. And, and the book, as you said earlier, the book has got so much more, so much depth to the book. Uh, let's move on, though, to our favourite lines, mate. I love it when, uh, when they ask Booby early on about the hype. Should we believe the hype? What hype? The hype about Booby Miles. No, hype is something that's not for real. I'm all real. So that was early on, remember, when he was getting interviewed by the reporters. But yeah. I love it. <laughs> this is another favourite line. When the uncle was talking to the agent, says, hey, how you doing? Explaining what Booby can do. Mark and play some football. I'm telling you. I think it won the Heisman Trophy someday. The Heisman, really? Oh, yes, sir. You can bet on it. Okay, who's your guy's favorite player? Miles. Miles. Oh, he just been right. Don't make no difference. He can block, tackle, score the touchdown, snap the ball, hold the stick, and get the extra point. Hell, the boy will fill up the Gatorade cooler, walk the dog, and paint your back porch. You <laughs> walk your dog and paint your back porch as well. And uh, when when Chris forgot his helmet. This is a lot. I love it. This is the line where the coach, the the other assistant coach, blows up. I, I love it for not just the line itself, but how he delivers it. You don't know where your helmet is. What are you thinking? Since when did you put your helmet? <laughs> Since the top of his voice. Where's your helmet? Because you know, like as Australians, it's a bit weird the helmet thing, but. It's the most fundamental part of the game. Absolutely, yeah. No, it was a big, uh, a big no-no for him. But um, here's, here's, I reckon, one of my favourites from uh, Coach Gaines, one of a favourite line of the movie. I want you to take a moment, and I want you to look each other in the eyes. I want you to put each other in your hearts forever, because forever is about to happen here in just a few minutes. Put yourself in each other's hearts forever. That's lovely. Yeah. Now, uh, the rather than talk about the plot holes and how did it happen, we're going to talk a bit of film v. reality here, mate. Okay, yep. Now, the book, as I mentioned, there were lots of talk about racism and racial slurs to black players and things like that. When they decided to make the movie and they asked the high school, because they actually filmed it at the stadium and in the high school, the... The high school asked them, just so they could have the authenticity of being filming it on location, the school asked them, they only agreed to let them do it on the proviso that sort of the racism was toned down a little bit in the, in the movie. So make that less of a focus wow. that, the book, that, then the, that the book did. So they didn't want the school having – like, don't forget, this film was came out in 2004, looking back on the 1988 season. So some time had passed. The school was concerned that there'd be, like, a bit of a negative image. They'd have a bit of a negative yeah, image if they yeah. portrayed the racism that was existing in the 80s. Uh, in reality, mate, the 1988 Permian Panthers 
lost to Dallas Carter, but not in the final. They lost in the semifinal. Oh, so really? The, the, the movie showed them making the final. They didn't, in reality, make the final. Carter did win the state championship, but um, it wasn't against the Permian Panthers. Permian Panthers were knocked out in the semifinals. So they took a little bit of license there. Now, of course, the biggest thing in the movie was Booby Miles' injury. In actual fact, Booby Miles wasn't injured in game one. He was actually injured in a preseason game. Oh, and wow. it was and it wasn't in a tackle. He injured his foot when it got caught on the AstroTurf during a preseason scrimmage. So during practice, oh, his foot got caught in the AstroTurf and that was his knee. So what we saw in the movie was he got tackled by two players and he blew out his knee, but it was actually he did it uh in preseason a preseason match, and it was it wasn't a knock. It was he his boots, his studs got stuck in the uh, in the astroturf. Wow. Booby's number in his senior year too wasn't forty five in the movie. It was thirty five. I don't know why they changed that. Where? Why? Why would you uh, do that? Yeah, I don't know. I think in thirty five was his actual number. They decided to change it to forty five. I'm not sure why. Now Don Billingsley, do you remember the guy whose old man was on his case? Mm. He says that all those things in the movie didn't actually happen. They had a pretty good relationship. There was no bossiness there. Charlie Billingsley, though, his dad, never won a state championship, ever. Oh, he was yeah. a member of the 68 team that lost the state championship. Wow. Now, the, uh, do you remember the coin toss? Jeez, the based in, on a true story thing is pretty loose. Yeah, they, they took a couple of licenses here. Uh, the, the coin toss, that actually happened, right? And it was determined, there was the idea to determine which two teams, two of the three teams would advance. What actually happened was that the, the flip happened, but the teams in the running for the playoffs were Midland Lee, Permian, and, and Midland High. So in the movie, it was Abilene, Cooper, and Midland Lee. There were the three involved there. Uh, not, so the, the teams that were Lee, Permian, and Midland High in reality. Things you might not know, Trev. Derek Luke, you know, the kid who played Booby Miles? Yeah. He was actually 30 years old during filming. Wow. He was 30, but he looked like a teenager. They pulled it off pulled well. That off, he was 30. <laughs> wow. Now, after, the, after this, don't forget we saw the 1988 season, which was in the movie. The year later, the Permian Panthers actually won the state championship a year later, with Coach Gaines at the helm. So, uh, Is that how they, they make a TV they, show out of this did, thing? Because Well, maybe, but um, he actually left, but 20 years later he returned to Permian High School as head coach, uh, served as athletic director, and he announced his retirement from coaching after the 2012 season. So he had a bit of tenure there, old Coach Gaines. Now, the TV version that you just mentioned – Ran from 2006 to 2011, so five seasons. So it started a couple of years after the movie. But it was set in a fictional town of Dillon, Texas, Uh, not Odessa, Texas. So didn't actually use the Permian Panthers. It was like a fictional show. It wasn't based on reality that the movie was, but the movie kind of gave it the the foundation to move ahead. They saw all the dramas and all the potential for a TV show. And it, I watch it. I watch it. I've watched all those seasons. It was uh, not a bad show. Now, two people in the movie went on to also star in the show. Now, Coach Gaines' wife, played by Connie Britton, is also the coach's wife in the series. Oh, oh wow. And Brad Leland. Remember Brad Leland was the dude in the car saying, look, just get it done. And, you know, he goes, look, just win. Remember that guy? He goes, we're tough too. Remember that bloke in the car when he was talking to him? Yeah. That guy with the moustache, he was also in the TV show as well. Brad, Brad Leland, he played a character who was coach, uh, close to the coach of the team, just like he was in the movie. Now, did you notice, a couple of did you notices here, Trev? They actually used, during the movie, live game sequences of the actual Permian Panthers football team. So some sections of the play were really? really the Permian Panthers, but not the 1988 Permian Panthers, the 2003 Permian Panthers. Wow. So what did what the director did, he, uh, Peter Berg matched the uniforms and the jerseys so they, they looked similar. So the That'd be why they, they used 42, 45 yeah. maybe. 
35. Yeah, exactly right. That's probably possibly right. Yeah, good call. So what, what you saw, the game sequences were shot on location at their Ratliff Stadium in Odessa, and they also shot on location in the Astrodome in Houston as well. Wow. Uh, one other did you notice, mate? This is like a bit of a continuity, and you know me, mate. I watch movies over and over again, and I notice little things. Do you remember the scene where Booby's having is in the doctor's office? Yep. And he rips the film off the off the off the light. Yeah. You look at you look at the next shot, and the film's still up there. Oh, so yeah, just a continuity. Mistake. I just can't. I cannot help but notice that it's it's quite an obvious one. So like a couple of seconds later, the film's actually back on there. He hasn't ripped it off yet. <laughs> well, that brings us to the end of. Friday Night Lights, mate. For the next thing we need to do is get your wrap-up and your rating. Um, so, look, I, I enjoyed the movie. Um, I I enjoyed the storyline. It wasn't the, the the win I expected it to be, which is good. I did question, you know, what made it a story. So I, that's all I left with was wh- why was this a story? Now, I'll be honest, if I didn't know you and I didn't know that kind of, you know, internal, you know, sporting struggle – I don't know how I'd relate to it. So I struggle with it with that. I, it's a good movie, no doubt, but I, yeah, it's a, like a six out of 10 for me. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I rate it. And I think I, I really, I related to the fact that it's a, it's a sports movie. I love sports movies, but also I love the fact too, that it was based on a true story. So I do love that it was sort of based in fact, not completely factual. Uh, I just think it, it gave a really good um, insight into sort of that team, how a team operates, coach, the the, the closeness of the players, the relationship yep. between the players. And there was the even this the, the the stuff that was in the movie that was the most interesting was all true. Booby gets injured, all the dramas yeah, within the yeah. team and all that, the, the state of the team. It really the, doesn't matter that he yeah. didn't get injured in the first game. It really doesn't matter. What matters is this kid put his whole life into something and it came crashing down in the one year that it mattered. I mean, that's all that matters, right. right? Yeah, and uh, yeah. So, and, and the uh, it's a lot. One of a long line of really good sports movies. We'll 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 try to do a couple more on on the show. The, like the other the one the one that we're going to do probably next is um, Rocky. But the argument about Rocky, and we'll save this for the show, is that the fact it's not actually a lot of people argue it's not actually a sports movie. It's more a love story. But we'll talk about that when we do that. But let's wow. turn our attention to next week's Yo, show, Adrian. Which is, <laughs> that's coming up. But next week, we're doing A Bronx Tale. Now, this is a movie, I think, came out in the early 90s. Fantastic sort of period movie set in the, set in the 60s. And it was, though, the directorial debut of, uh, of somebody. And the choices are, for your millionaire question, mate, okay. yep. the, who made their debut as a director in this movie? Was it A, Robert De Niro? B, Joe Pesci, C, Martin Scorsese, or D, Steven Spielberg? It doesn't feel like a Spielberg movie to me. Um, And uh, because I have, you know, searched for where I'll be able to watch it already. Okay. I can can visualize a couple of characters. Yeah. So I think it's Joe Pesci because he's not one of the main characters. Uh, no, you're wrong. It's Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro, this is his directorial debut. He's the first film wow. he directed. You know, Robert De Niro is a great actor, but this is the first film he actually directed as well. And uh, okay. written written by his co-star, Chaz Palminteri, uh, based on his stage play. But one of my – I think this is in my top ten movies. Uh, is in my top ten in terms of – Oh, okay. Holy. So I really rate this. Just in terms – sort of it's a morality tale, but – We'll get into that next week when we come back to you with the best movies you've never seen and give you a Bronx tale. So, Trev, big thanks to our sponsors, Fetch and also Hisense. Uh, Please support the great sponsors who support us, and we look forward to you joining us next week. So, Trev, you got some homework, a Bronx tale. I'm on it. See you, mate.